Google Plays like the Cube. Hey, I'm Adele. And I'm Anna. And we are ACAD Productions. Get ready to nod your head and laugh out loud as we bring an unfiltered perspective to black life in predominantly white spaces. So, welcome to the Head Nod, Season 1, Black Life at a PWI. First day on campus. Faces stare. I stand alone. Blackness perseveres. Snap, snap. This haiku was brought to you by our best friend, Chat GPT. <laughs> yep. So, welcome to the Head Nod. And today we are joined with one of my favorite people, Amber Smith. Welcome, Amber. Hey, hey. So happy to be here with you today. So a little bit about Amber. She is the director of audience development on the custom podcast team. She leads the team po- team's podcast growth strategies, ensuring the content we produce for brands gets the largest reach. Thanks, Amber. Amber started her career as a researcher <laughs> on the Today Show before jumping into audio. She worked on multiple different spaces and sides of the podcast industry as a producer for SiriusXM and later joined the team as a negotiated content <laughs> partnerships for podcasts on SiriusXM and Pandora. Before joining iHeart, she led audience development for Slate's Magazine's podcast catalog. Amber is an alumni of both the University of Southern California and Louisiana State University. And outside of work, you can catch her, find her, hopefully, chasing her little toddler outside of work. We were just talking about toddler life. That's another conversation for another Yeah, day. that's a whole another one. <laughs> Glad to have you here. Happy to be here. So we kind of already mentioned your schools, but we always like mm-hmm. to ask you to give us your name, the school you went to, yes. and like what, what y'all call out might be. Like uh-huh. we are Fight we on. are Penn State. Oh, cute, cute. Okay. <laughs> You gotta say that. I gotta pause. You gotta say that when I'm not um, talking. So what is it? Uh, Well, here I'll give the I'll give the whole the whole rundown. I am Amber Smith, and I went to undergrad at the illustrious University of Southern California. We are the Trojans. Our little call out is fight on. This is a V for victory. I know nobody can see, but I have a little peace sign up. But for us, it's a V for victory. Fight on. Um, And I also went to Louisiana State University, home of the Tigers. Go Tigers. Yes. (laughs) Yes. <laughs> I went go to LSU, LSU for grad Right. Go LSU. All I went right. to LSU for grad school. Yes. Yeah. So two really big sports schools. Um, and that really kind of influenced a lot of my my college experience. That was gonna be my question. Mm-hmm. Who did you who do you root for <laughs> when, when you're in seasons? Like Well, who? luckily they're like in different um, I don't know what it's called. Uh, conferences. 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 There we go. What is a sport? Um, <laughs> they're in different conferences. So typically I don't have to root for one over the other. Um, I haven't yet had to really. But um, but my real loyalty lies at, at USC. Yeah. <laughs> but go LSU for real though. Yeah. Them Tigers came through women's basketball championship this yes, year. Yes, they did. Period. Yes, they did. Yes. Yes, they did. So tell us a little bit about like what got you there, like what got you into the PWI space, what made you want to go to those universities? Well, I went to school in California. I'm, I'm, I grew up in California, went to high school, middle school in California. So there wasn't really uh, a big HBCU presence. 
um, for me to like have any kind of like knowledge of or adjacency to. Like I knew about them, but it wasn't like I was around that, you know? So, and I also went to PWI high school, middle school, all, all the schools. <laughs> so it just, <laughs> it wasn't so much around my space. I don't know, but I decided in eighth grade that I was going to go to USC. Why? I don't know. I can't tell you, but I decided in eighth grade that that's what was going to happen for me. And then I did um, a summer program there when I was like 16, like a summer drama program at USC that I got into. So excited. Hip. I, I, um, I met the the person who would be reading my application, like who literally read the application from my like uh, area of the state. And I was like, <laughs> remember me? <laughs> like, <laughs> you'll be seeing this. Um, so like I was, that was like my focus. That was my determination. And um I remember getting in and the joy of getting the big envelope of like, oh shit, I did it. How am I going to pay for it? Fuck. That part. Um, there's, <laughs> we can get into that later. There's some, some, some ghetto stories about how we, we, we made that happen. But um, yeah, so it was always my focus. I, I always just knew that that's where I wanted to be. You know, it's um, funny, yeah. like me and Anna were talking about like school admissions now versus then. Yeah. And I said the thick envelope versus the thin envelope. Yep. You knew if you got you a know. single letter, you wasn't in. But Re- if you got rejected. that thick. <laughs> you didn't make it. Right. You did not you make, make the cut. Okay. You didn't make Just throw it. it away. Just right. throw it away. Don't even read it. Don't even need to read it. <laughs> oh, yes. 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 So yeah, when I saw that thick one. So were your family, did they go to USC? I mean, no. eighth grade is kind of young to be like, that's, that's the school I want to go to. I don't. Yeah, I know, y'all. I know. It was just, I don't know if the Lord planted it in my body because that <laughs> was part of my journey and my destiny. I don't know. But that's what I was stuck on. No, nobody went to USC around me. My uh, my dad didn't go to college. and My mom went to Southern University. Um, so she went to HBCU. Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. So I'm surprised yeah. moms yeah. wasn't pushing it. Yeah. Moms didn't push the HBCU experience. Not really. And like, you know, my whole family is from Louisiana. Um, okay. So I, I would I would travel there several times a year still now. And I, I had Southern. You know what I did? I guess I was kind of exposed to it. Now I think about it. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, because we are a big Southern University family. My grandparents owned a restaurant right outside the college that everybody would go to. They're super known in the community. Eh. You see how that would be expected that someone, someone you know, would be like. You know, and I did try to go to an HBCU for grad school. Um, I did try to go to Southern, actually. Um, but the program that I wanted got uh, unaccredited. Understood. Yeah. 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 So yeah, I did try. No I did go. try for grad school. But undergrad, like I knew I was just straight focused on USC. Listen, eighth grade, you was like, this is what's going to happen. Yeah. And so it was. Like, and and was so kinda, it was. And so, so it was. So you kind of hinted and said it's a little bit of ghetto story to like uh, financially and everything oh, getting financial. there. Yeah. Tell, yeah. Tell so us, tell USC is dumb expensive. Dumb. It's a private school. Like, <sighs> it's just dumb expensive. So I remember one year they, um, and I was a, I was a theater major, y'all, so... Really? This is going to help you get into the next part. So one year they like cut my financial aid by like 8K. And I was like, oh, they can't do that. They can't do that. They just can't do that. So like I went up to the financial aid office full, fully in scene and told them that my daddy was gone. My daddy was gone. We don't know where he is. He's left the family. You cannot calculate my, um, what is, what is the paperwork you, you put in for your financial your aid? FAFSA. You, you cannot count him on my FAFSA. He is gone. <laughs> he is gone. 
It's gone, y'all. Tears, everything. I got my AK back. Oh, my God. What? <laughs> Adele, this is a new segment, yo, because <laughs> financial aid. It's a whole mood. Listen, you, we listen. all had like our We've favorite all... person in the office. Like, yeah, yes. went to... I would be in there every fucking semester. Yeah, every semester. That's family. You and get that to know one, all I just, of them. I just, I had to go full yeah. scene. Like, I had to go all out. Few questions. <laughs> How did you come up with this? And did your daddy know? Those are my two men. You know, I don't know if he knew. I think it was a plot that me and my mom did because he was he was a primary breadwinner and like his salary. I think he had made too much money that year, and it was still like we can't. You can't just cut AK. You know, like yeah, right. So I think it was a plot that me and my mom came up with. To be honest, um, I really don't know if he knows. I don't know if he knows to this day. He might know <laughs> now if he listens to this episode. <laughs> but I went and told him people that he was gone. <laughs> I think that's amazing. Go mom, okay? I kind of low mom. key. I kind of low key want a reenactment, but I'm gonna let you be great. <laughs> Wait, I want to know. Did a tear? Did you like go full oh, scene? Like there was a tear? There were tears because you were tears. mourning. There was look, grief. Look, I had a goal. I wasn't about. I was. It was junior year. Yeah, I was halfway yeah. through. Y'all was yeah. gonna give me this money. It wasn't. Yeah. So, you know, I had to, I had to make it happen. No, and I did. Mad. And I did. Thank you. Thank yeah. you. Thank you. We've all well had done. to kind of humble ourselves and go to financial aid with something. I w- yeah. They would have they seen right through me if I would have did that. But, uh, yeah, kudos to you. No, That's awesome, no. though. That is Thank a, you. That's such a cool story. Thank you. Put that well degree done. to work. Now, what was it like? Okay, so theater. Yeah. At a PWI. I mean, Ooh. you ain't up in there doing Ooh. a raisin in the sun. We I mean, weren't at all. <laughs> y'all doing a we Midsummer's Night's nice Dream? What was y'all? What was the, that experience? Yeah. Um, there was one black theater teacher, and I took every class she offered. Um, she was incredible. And so in her class, we got to explore our works. August Wilson, Zora Neale Hurston, mm, um, yes. and Tazaki Sange. And like, there was also, I was also... Um, <laughs> president of the Black Entertainment and Theatrical Association. So we would okay. also put on our own productions of oh. shows that we wanted to do. So um, that's kind of how we kind of made our mark in that sense. But, you know, it was... some of those shows? Um, we did Ntozake Shange's Death of the Last Black Man on Earth. Um, we, ha- we held panels and screenings. Um, a lot of my internships were in, like, were in, were in film. And so um, do you guys remember that movie, Jumping the Broom? Yeah. With um Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I worked in casting on that film and so we did like a whole oh. screening with all like the actors and actresses. We would pull in a lot of black actors and do panels with them. Like we had um I can't remember names right now because my brain be done. It's okay. Times. But it's Uncle okay. Phil. Okay. <laughs> oh, we had a panel like Uncle Phil. What's his name, y'all? Avery. Avery James Avery. James Tucker. Um Another black actress. I cannot think of her name, but like we would have panels with all of them. Y'all so had could, a budget, right? No, we didn't. This is hustle. This oh, is this hustle. hustle. This is oh. hustle. Yes. Oh, okay. Anna, did you not no, hear her yeah. go to financial aid and say her daddy was gone? <laughs> <laughs> honey, honey. This is, look, but these I, people got booking fees. You got more than a hustle. You she got, probably called them and said, my daddy gone. Come to this school and talk to my classmates. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, didn't, I didn't have to say my daddy gone without it. was just like, we're so students and we try to learn and we try to be great in the industry too. I love that. Come, you know, so um, we, we were able to kind of like carve our, our our own space and then like I remember there was a big drama because 
there was no, there was like maybe one or, or I think there was no people of color in the um, the senior showcase one year. And we mm-hmm. said, because you have to like audition to be in the showcase and that's how you get agents and stuff. So we literally said, fuck that. We're doing our own showcase. And we literally put on an entire showcase. And it wasn't with just black folks. It was all people of color um, at, in the theater school. And we literally called agents, had them come out and like literally put on our own showcase um, and called it like diversity showcase or something like that. Booked a theater, like really did the shit. So um, yeah, it, it, PWIs are like, it's great to have a school like USC behind your name, right? But you are going to have to like, there are going to be so many situations where you have to kind of find your way and make your own way. Um, so, but I think that that, that resilience and that, like, I don't wait for things to happen for me spirit is something that I really value from my PWI experience. Cause I just, you just had to make shit happen for yourself. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. It sounds like you were a bit of a campus leader as well. Like getting all these groups together and folks together and stuff and creating like a space for black students to occupy and creating your own showcase. I love that. Were there other students that were not minorities that wanted to participate or like supporters? Like how was that experience with the majority of the rest of campus? Like did they try to get involved in any way or any experiences Um, with that? Only in positive ways, um, which was good. Like we never really, I never, for the stuff that I was doing, never really had any pushback or, well, there was pushback with the showcase because it was like, oh, well, that's not official school theater, you know. Shits, but it also got their attention, and it never the uh, the official showcase never happened like that again. Mm. So I know it was like you know, <laughs> you know, we just shook, we we were there to shake shit up, and I'm really proud of that, and I'm really proud of the things we were able to accomplish here. Like the black community was small but mighty. Like USC when I went was seven percent black, and five of that seven percent were athletes. So it was a very like small amount of us there, and for the most part. We were tight. Obviously, there's always the stragglers who, you know, don't connect <laughs> still. But, um, you know, for the most part, we we had a pretty tight community. We had something um, freshman year. They had this floor called Somerville. And I, I know it sounds crazy, like, speaking in LA, because people I talked to about it, like, is that racist? But we had, like, an African-American interest floor. So I only lived with black people. Like, I went to a PWI, <laughs> but, like, I only lived with, like, this floor was all black people. That's um, dope. No, it was... It was so necessary, honestly, having wow. that PWI experience to be able to come home at the end of the day and she just be with, can I say niggas? Can I just, can, I don't know if I can say <laughs> Hell niggas. yeah. Do you? And just yeah. be with niggas. Ninjas. Like, <laughs> yeah. I got to explain my hair. I don't have yeah. to explain this, that, or the other. Like, I can come home and be myself. You know and have what? And people it's who speak cr- my language. Yeah. And like, it, and like, honestly, it helped with retention rates for people of color. So they had it for African-Americans. They had it for Latinos. And they had it for other different interest groups. Like, they had an LGBT one. Like, so it was really cool to like, and like everyone on that floor was like click tight. We would all go to parties mm. together. We would all, you know, some of those people are still my best friends today. Um, yeah. So that was one really cool thing about USC. I don't see that as racist at all because right. in my experience, we all end up living together anyway. Like we all end up like, especially yeah. when you do your room assignments the next year, you're picking yeah. your folk. We yeah. all picked each other anyway. So right. it's like y'all just the school just did the work that y'all would have ended up doing anyway. I feel yeah, like. and they did it and they did it for freshmen. It was only for freshmen could live on that floor. And then afterwards, you know, you said you have your 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 group of folks and you just move on to the next whatever together. But yeah, it was really cool. It was really cool. I, like I think that. it's really thoughtful too. Yeah. Like big up to the residence department, yeah. like at USC yeah. for that, right? Yeah. Because when you are 
I'm just gonna say two percent because athletes live in a different world on campus. Yeah, they yeah, didn't live on they didn't live true. on Somerville. <laughs> they didn't live on Somerville. They got their <laughs> yeah. own schedules, their own yeah. world, their own mm-hmm. room, own buildings. Like, yeah, their experience is just different. So you really got two percent of y'all, yeah, right, in yeah. the midst of all these other people. And you, at the end of the day, you need to be able to find your people. Yes. Uh, I, yes. I think it's not racist. It's inclusivity. Those are two yeah. very that's, different that's things. Exa- Thank you. Like that's and what uh, inclusivity looks like. Yes. Absolutely. Yeah. And honestly, like a lot of people are coming from environments that look all the way like them, like how Somerville looks. So it's like yeah. to have that after a long day of school and, and dealing with. Yeah. It's like, yeah. you know what? Let me go over here and, and not have to explain why I got a bonnet on my head laying around like this right now. Like, let me be and great then, like, right I now. I don't know if y'all had, like, at USC, it was called a CBCSA, the Center for Black Cultural Student Affairs. Mm-hmm. But they, mm-hmm. like, dr- like, drilled us, too. Like, they really, um, Corliss Bennett, I'll never forget Corliss. She ran the CBCSA. She knew each of us by name. Mm-hmm. And wow. like during freshman orientation, we had to go there and, like, she taught us, like, you, we ha- if you're black, you have to sit in the T-zone. In classes, which means in the front or right up the middle. Like, like she like made sure, listen, this is going to be a different experience for y'all because it's not a lot of y'all. And you, <laughs> she was like, like, like the campus mama really like, if you're going to go, you're going to do it right. Oh. You're going to look right. You're going to be in your classes in the front row or in the, in the T-zone there. You're going to be successful and you're going to get through here. So th- that was also like such a space of refuge for us because each of all of us had some wild experiences with teachers or professors saying crazy shit or crazy shit happening on campus and we would all go back to the CBCSA. Like that was our hangout mm. where you could also like, it was another spot outside of Somerville where you could like do yeah, safe for space. a Yeah, a safe space. Yeah. But I know that your experience in general, like you said, you PWI a lot, like from yeah. growing up. How was the college experience with that different than what you had experienced honestly, prior to? Honestly, it was so... Um, fuck necessary for me because I had always been one of a few, you know, like um, in my high school, I was the first in 20, 2007, the first black student class president. Like, you know, like it just, there was not a lot of me. So when I got to college, I was like, ugh, my feet, like, ugh, like I'm around people like me, like, oh my God, I see myself. So mm-hmm. like having Somerville, yes. even though it like there was a small amount of us, it was so just nourishing. It was really nourishing because I was like deeply insecure when there's nobody who looks like you or, you know, around mm-hmm. you, like I was really insecure um, in high school, middle school. So like having that college experience where I was like, oh my God, there's other black people like me. No one's asking me why you talk white. And like, you know, like it, it just... <sighs> Yeah. It was really good. It was really necessary for me. Um, so I, even though it was a PWI, it was still such a part of me leaning into my own blackness in a way that I hadn't been able okay. to before. Yeah, because yeah. they curated Somerville for y'all. They, they oh, did. I needed right. Somerville. This episode is called Somerville, goddamn. Okay. Seriously. Yes. <laughs> and, and like, Listen. you know, Somerville is named after like two alumni, um, two black alumni that like went on to become like millionaire, millionaire, millionaires, okay. a husband and wife um, who met at USC. So it's like really wow. cool, like history behind it too. Like the the black alumni at that university really also pour a lot into us. Um, and like getting, you know, the black folks to stay and like 
you know, be there and like be supportive of us. Like they would throw events and invite us and like bougie ass shit. So like they have bougie uh, tailgates and stuff that we would all be invited to. So it was, it was really, really great. No, that's awesome. Yeah. I'm I love that. that. I feel like that's why eighth grade you wanted you to go. They, 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 they first saw Lord, things no. that you need. Right. <laughs> yeah, man. Yeah. Like yeah. you don't understand now, but Somerville. Okay. <laughs> right. And you know what? I also think that people don't get who went to HBCUs or had an HBCU experience is just mm-hmm. how tight black people are often at PWIs. So we, we, yes. we curate our own freaking HBCU experience really in do. so many ways yeah. in our we own do. communities. And we do have our own houses. I had a house when I went to Drake, you know, the Black Cultural Center, same yeah. experience yeah. ever. Like yeah. the place where we could just. Breathe and be and not have to be or do anything else for anybody. Right. Uh, And I think people miss that. Uh, Yeah. 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 And I think that's why, like, I could appreciate what you were saying, too, about the importance of alumni or, like, even when you're there, kind of, like, trying to create spaces for the generations behind you. Because I think I had mentioned it before. Like, ours was the Multicultural Council, which was basically all the diverse groups on campus. And Mm -hmm. I I was doing tours around campus, and I noticed, like, the other tour guys wouldn't walk past there. And I'm like, yo, I'm going to walk past there because I want anyone that's coming in to know Mm -hmm. here is a safe space where we gather. You know, here's where you can let your hair down. And it's literally yes. in the middle of campus. Come between classes. That one teacher got on your nerves. Come sit down. We're going to all talk about it, vent about it. Have your safe yep. space. Because those are important things to let people know even before they come. Like, like the upperclassmen got you. Like, I love yes. that. I love yes. that. Yeah. The USC was really, the upperclassmen got you. Like, a freshman, um, all the freshmen who lived on Somerville, we all were like the upperclassmen, the juniors and seniors. We all had a a match, a person, and they all took us out almost as like a little hazing <laughs> activity. But like they all took us like, like they all took it. We were in L.A. So they took us to like Universal City our first week at school and like, you know, just like made sure we knew where they were, where, you know, who was we knew about all the frats and sororities. Like we knew what was up, like all the different clubs and what they do. So, yeah, no, nah, that that's it is important. And, and I do think that's such a such an important Thing to bring up like people who don't go to PWIs don't realize how click tight and how deep community is um, yeah at these spaces yeah. yeah in these spaces I was gonna ask did, did you, you pledge yeah oh, I was I'm gonna sorry, ask that no, oh, okay you finished my I, question I said did you you I said did pledge not. I did not <laughs> I am not Greek I didn't know is there okay. a reason why or why not were you ever interested or no I just didn't yeah no I, I, I was it was just a complicated <laughs> we can't talk about it. It we'll is still the undisclosed. We can't. can't. <laughs> yeah, I want to say. I feel like that one I gotta yeah, leave no, alone. I would, uh, yeah, I was definitely I interested, but yeah, I didn't. My boyfriend was a capital. <laughs> oh, oh, he was a pretty boy. <laughs> oh, I see. All right. <laughs> what about you? My school didn't have it yet. Like they were they bringing didn't? in, not at my campus. Like they, it was this whole like controversial thing. Like they were trying to bring them in, and it was like. As a student leader, we had this like panel um, mm-hmm. to explain why other fraternities and sororities should be on the campus other than predominantly white ones. Because, like, I ain't gonna hold that you needs like to be they explained exactly. <laughs> and I'm like, they've been around no since one... 1908. 
And I don't even know these organizations. I just know one look like a penguin. I don't even know what they were, what they did. And I'm like, what is this? You know? And I remember they sat us down and they were like, it was always always that one person. This one guy, this one student that's just Mm. like, we already have fraternities and sororities. You're being divisive by trying to bring in more. I'm like, it's actually more divisive to have things that only include people that look like you. Like, I'm not just speaking on behalf of black sororities and fraternities, Hispanic sororities and fraternities, other other cultures. Like, by you just wow. standing on your mountain saying it should just be us, you're actually the one that's being more divisive. So, it was like Completely. this whole thing, you know. And then oh. it got sabotaged by the campus, le- like the sorority fraternity, like, leader. Like, she oversaw mm, that the Greek, club. The Greek, yeah. Yeah, the Greek, she, the uh, the Greek stuff, yeah. she didn't like me too much. Ooh. That sucks. That's that's terrible. That's wild. At Penn State, that's wild. At at my camp, remember we have thirty five campuses. So it it was at. So if you wanted to pledge, you could go to a sister school potentially and do it. But I didn't because I don't know all the people at the. Like I would have wanted to do it with you know my little community that I knew. I didn't want to you know. And then I thought about it in grad. Like I was like, I thought about it in grad too, and I was like, I kind of missed the mark. Yeah. being, being hella grown right at my tongue. big age <laughs> trying to play right. it's over we missed it it's okay we missed it you know I can support yeah. from afar like yeah. right you know? exactly support from afar support from afar exactly yeah. it's crazy because people already think I'm a delta because I have a bunch of I love elephants it's my favorite animal I'm like Ooh. I just like the animal like that's it <laughs> <laughs> that's it So we kind of mentioned it a little bit, Um, Mm -hmm. but going into our different segments. So Mm -hmm. rock on, and one of Anna and my, I can say, I think I said to say, one of our favorite segments, um, Mm -hmm. where you think about or mention a song or share a song where you might not have otherwise known about it if you had gone to PWI or you you learned about it at a PWI. What would you say? What would you say your song? That I learned about. Or band or anybody. Mm-mm-mm-mm. See, and I, you know, I kind of told you a little bit before, like, it's kind of hard because I feel like I had the opposite that, you know, <laughs> I was kind of more like, I'm black now. Right. <laughs> pretty Ricky. <laughs> what else was like? <laughs> Chris Brown, uh, pretty Ricky. Like, right. uh, because, well, like, well, you know, because there's people from different areas, too. That's true. So I'm learning, like, different regions music. Um, which was really cool. So, like, my best friend was from the Midwest. So, like, she put me on, like, a lot of uh, Midwest stuff. I'm trying to think of, like, some of the Midwest artists. What was that? Uh, well, I mean, the same lunatics I kind of knew about. But, like, you know, like, I don't know. Like, we just played so much more. There was a birthday song. It's so good. And we would play that for everybody's birthday. And, like, it was straight from the Midwest. Like, so I heard, like, a lot of, like, artists, rap and hip-hop that I hadn't heard before. Um, being from California. So that was more so than like, you know, I feel like in high school was when I was like entrenched into like the Blink-182, the Evanescence, the yeah. the more uh, Caucasian um, <laughs> style <laughs> of, of music. I told you though, yeah. Evanescence kind of went hard. Like I used they to do. be cheap Evanescence. And one of my... One of my friends for her yeah. birthday party a couple years ago, she had a karaoke, um, a karaoke birthday, but only like, only like, 
the PWI. Like only, we only <laughs> it was all the rock that we heard in high because we all went to like white schools. So it was all of that. It was uh, Papa Roach and like Evanescence and Blink-182. I'm not trying to think of who else. Uh, Gwen Stefani. Was, like we could only sing oh, those Gwen songs. Oh, Gwen Stefani. And yeah. it was all a bunch of black people doing it. So it was so funny because there was so many memories. Stacey's mom. Yeah, like it just, yes. all the, yes, yes. yes. All those type of songs. It was so fun. I love it. Yeah. I love yeah. Rock so maybe on. like, who would, who would you say is like one of your favorite artists going into PWI and then who ended up because since you turned you discovered more black culturally music like who who did that flip to um, so you went from Evanescence to Chris Brown is that what you're saying (laughs) (laughs) a little bit of that but then also you know I got real like yeah. Oh, Black Power. Right, oh, Black Power-ish yes. in college. So, like, that's when I discovered Erica Badu for real, you okay. know? Like, yes. for real. Like, I knew about her before, but, like, that's when I really started listening, right? So, the Erica Badu's, the Lauren Hills. Um, I remember most deaf came to our school once for a performance. Oh, wow. And, like, just, Dope. like, that stuff. Like, I just, I, I really, like, tapped into... More of that kind of like black power, black pride yeah, um, like type of artist. Yeah. Type vibes. Yeah. 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 I love that. Yeah. Yeah. I think a lot of us do that too. Yeah. yeah. Um, because you when you're the only one in the class, <laughs> there is just something that happens that you just like, wait, you ain't about to do my blackness right now. Yeah. Like you, there's just something that I think just happens and you don't even realize that you're just like, oh, I'm black. I'm blackity black. It, I'm black. And then black. I don't know about y'all, but like freshman year was also the first time that I took like a real black history course. Like I took this course mm. called the History of Black Social Movements by Professor Robert Kelly. I still remember it. And like, that's where I was like. Not R. Kelly as your uh, Robert Kelly. <laughs> I know who I am. Well, not well, that. Come on, come on now. Dude. Not that one, but it's, yeah. funny that that's, it's funny that we're talking about black music and then that was your teacher's name. That's Damn, what a transition. <laughs> What a transition. What a transition. But yeah, that was the I'm first just going to guess Professor wasn't as problematic. I'm just going right. to guess. We're just going to say Amen. she was Amen. He was safer. not. He was yeah. not. He was not as problematic in, in yes. those ways. No. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. And this was a yeah. black teacher, right? Yeah. Yes. And so I yes. can appreciate yes. that because like my first year, the African studies teacher was a white woman. And so I took that to see what she was talking about. I was like, I want to see what this is about. What, what, she, what is she going to talk about? Was it good? What was she talking about? You know what? It actually wasn't bad. Like, I could appreciate, okay. like, the conversation okay. that the collective black students in there had around. Because we did a lot of studying of Shaka Zulu. was really cool. Okay. But it was, like, it was so funny because you had a few, like, black students that were there for the same reason as me to be like, what you talking about, girl? <laughs> Then you had like a few, like one of my friends, she's Nigerian. So she's like, I'm gonna take the African class because I'm African. I'm gonna just pass it. She ended up failing it because she just was not doing nothing. She was just relying on the fact that she was African. (laughs) 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 No, sis, that's not enough. (laughs) And then, you know, you had the other PWI kids who, you know, they struggled a bit. That's wild, yo. It was so crazy. It was so crazy. I don't remember her name, but I remember what she looks like. She looked like, but yeah, that was crazy. And then thinking about what you were saying too, like earlier about that T line, I never thought about the that. T zone, like, mm-hmm. yeah. I st- I always mm-hmm. sat in the front, and I just never like thought about it was why. On it. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I never did. Don't worry, I I got y'all. That was never my jam. <laughs> Taylor, were you in the back? Don't say you was I in the back. I was. I was in the back. What? Uh, yeah, no, nah, I don't need to talk to nobody. I'm good. 
right? <laughs> I'm not yeah. mad at it. By senior yeah. year, I was too. I ain't gonna lie. I <laughs> yeah, I did start drifting back. By, you know? by, yeah, 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 yeah. But yeah, back to the music piece. I definitely understand. I agree. Like with you, kind of feeling like you know, I'm really here. I'm playing, you know, black music and all this stuff. Like mm-hmm. I, when my um, when the girl who used to live my sophomore year. It was this girl, you couldn't cough without her being like, noise, ah. Like, she always had a problem with, like, sounds. And, like, you should live in the dorm on the top of the hill where no one goes so that you have to worry about it. And so, like, we, on the opposite side of our room was a porch. So a lot of times when students would gather on the porch, they would she would accuse us of being the ones, you know, making noise, noise. and tell the RA and stuff. So I remember one time she got on my nerves so bad. I just started blasting the Tupac and Bone Thugs and Harmony Thug Love song loud, loud as, loud as Not hell. Bone Thugs. Yep, I sure I did. Because that. that song literally that. goes pop, pop. So she it going, does. she going, she not about to knock at my door. She not about to knock at my door. She's scared. You right. She's uh, scared. Right, Absolutely. Right. She didn't knock. I mean, I ended up right. getting a notice because... Oh, no. Of course you gotta know this. <laughs> I gladly accepted. They was like, she, she was saying you were playing, you're playing Tupac very loudly. Absolutely. Yes. You're playing Tupac very loudly? Very loud? <laughs> yes. I had to. I, I had to. Cause it's just Yeah. I don't know. It's like you meet some students like cl- like classmates or whatever and, and like white folk that are like really cool, and then you also meet the what's now now known as the Karen's. And she the was Karens. like yeah. Very much that. Like, I remember one time we weren't even in our room and we came up and she was knocking on our door to noise complain. I'm like, Girl. clearly it's not us, sis. Like, <laughs> leave we your ain't room. Even there. Go we to ain't the even library. There. <laughs> Go home. Go home. Live off campus. Right. Exactly. Like, this is college. Oh gosh. Like, stop. It was ridiculous. It's terrible. Yeah. Oh my God. We had the funniest. Not PWI moment, like thinking about sophomore years when you know Obama first ran for me. It was like 2008 was my sophomore year, uh-huh. so first time voting, all that stuff, right? Yes. And I remember when he won, because <laughs> we were all like in our apartment, like yeah, yeah, yeah. The white girls from from next door came and knocked on our door, and they were like, "Congratulations." <laughs> <laughs> Not the whisper. Oh no! Hey guys, congratulations! They're like, we're like, we believe believe in change too, right? Like, bitch, your president too. He, your president too. You should have. Oh, it wasn't out yet. I want to say you should have started blasting. My president's black, but we did. We did. Yes, we did. Love that. Oh. Our next segment, essentially, <laughs> if, if there was ever a time during your undergrad or your PWI experience where you wanted to click your heels three times and go back home, did you ever have a moment where you wanted to click your heels? Go back, click your honk, click my heels, and go back home. <laughs> okay, so... There was one moment in a drama class where this white man teacher, we were going over, um, (laughs) this is the best part of it. We were going over like uh, theater and stories from Africa. And there is this one that he told about a lion and a monkey. The lion represented white people. 
and the monkey represented black people in the story. <sighs> God. And how did that go? Right. There was a lot of issues with theater. There's just mm. there's just a lot. But oh, I I, I filed a complaint immediately. Yeah. I immediately left the class and went to the CBCSA and filed a complaint. Um, there was another. This happened to one of my really good friends who was also in the theater program. They were doing, you know, theater kids do like weird embodying exercises. And she's like, wow, you know, you really move like a gorilla. Oh, hell no. I'm sorry. No. I'm sorry. What? No. She told that. Oh, boy. no. He moves like a gorilla. Gorillas ain't even what? graceful. Yeah, we clicking heels. We clicking yeah, heels, we going home. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's time to go. It's time, it's time to go. To go. That's crazy. Need a break from y'all. It's time yeah. to go. It's time to cut up. It's it's time for all of that. No. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, no. Those are probably like the two experiences that I was like so deeply uncomfortable with. And was it like um, a few of you guys that went and collectively complained? Yeah. Or, mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Good. Like yeah. that was. Oh, and then like one time, I can't remember when this happened. I think it was during Black History Month. Oh. But. No. Some dumbass white kids put um, through cotton in the CBCSA, like cotton balls. What? <laughs> mm-hmm. They come up with the they some come... wild ways to be racist. Okay, wild ass ways to be racist. Take, take <laughs> like, the time to follow through. Like you went to the store and bought, like you took balls. the time to invest in that. Ugh. Wow. What did y'all do? Yeah. I can't even remember what happened. Yeah. I don't I don't I don't really remember what like the outcome was of that besides I, I want to say that we like protested cuz I think the, like that was also my first cause was my first experience like having any kind of protest mm-hmm. or doing anything like that. Um Same. Mm-hmm. So um I'm pretty sure after that we had like a protest but I can't remember exactly what it looked like but I remember like wearing all black. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. At some point yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I think that even though um, those are hard moments, even from the experience of talking to other folk about similar stories like that, mm-hmm. it feels like that's a point where a lot of us like really found a voice within ourselves. Like for deeper. sure, yeah, like for you're sure. not about to be throwing cotton balls. And what I gather, like at I'm just all. really not. That's not, yeah. not going to happen. Yeah. Yeah. No, you definitely. I know. I definitely became more resolved around the right. fact that I am here for Black people. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Even more than I was before. There's a deeper understanding. Absolutely. Completely. Yeah. There's definitely a deeper understanding there. Yeah. Um, I have a question. How did you know? How did you know? So to the opposite of that, though, was there a moment when you were walking around campus or you experienced where you're like, I really like it here. I can dig it. I'm I'm good. Like that wow. aha moment. <sighs> I mean, I feel like there's so many. We went that. to we went to school in LA, right? Um, so that was like fun on its own. But we lived across the street from the Shrine Theater, and that's where they would have the BET Awards every year. Oh. So we would all the BET Awards, NAACP Awards, all those, and they they would be connected to the school. Like they would like call us from the CBCSA, and like we would be seat fillers. Um, oh, so we would that's get to cool. Go to, yeah, yeah. So we would get to go to the award shows. Like yeah, there's just so many moments. Like there's so I had so much fun. An undergrad and like the people, like I'm telling you, my best friends are the people that I met during that time. Yeah. To this day, um, 
And so, yeah, like I wouldn't change a thing. Because like you said, all of the stupid experiences are what built my voice um, and built a lot of confidence and resilience in me. So, um, gosh, yeah, I'm trying to think if there are any other specific moments. There's just so many. I mean, anytime we were able to pull off those panels like that and that diversity showcase, like there's so many moments where I'm just like, yeah, I'm right where I need to be. I'm right where I need to be. I love that. That's dope. I want to be a seat filler. Know, oh, girl, right? it was so fun. We was in the mix. <laughs> we was doing something. And then, you know, people, you get moved around the entire show. Yeah. So somebody could be like, somebody like one of my pee, friends, like the person the yeah. person behind Drake got Drake got up, so she got <laughs> right behind Drake. <laughs> oh. You know, it was just so, it was so fun. And especially to be at the NAACP Awards, the BET Awards, and just to be around, you know, black greatness. And it's right there, you know? It's right yeah. there. So there's so much fun. Um, our football games, like I didn't even talk about football games, like the the uh, tailgates were crazy. And then like a lot of celebrities, <laughs> a lot of celebrities would go to our football games too. And I remember yeah. Suge Knight, Suge Knight used to always come to the No, games. Suge yeah. Knight was at Suge, the games. Suge Knight would always what? come to the games. Suge Knight no would always way. come to the games. And y'all, he had like a little twitch. No. So he'd be like standing at the, um, on the, what is a sport? <laughs> what is, what is <laughs> the sidelines? Sidelines. The sidelines. <laughs> and he would just be sitting there and, he, and like, you know, wow, just twitch every now and then. <laughs> Snoop Dogg would come to football practices, so he would be on campus a lot. Like it was just, it was just such a cool place to be. It's in LA. That sense. It's LA. Right. It's, it's LA. LA. And like LA didn't have a football team at that time, so we were LA's team. You know, I never we thought LA's of team. that. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. Sense. Yeah. 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 That's do, cool. Do you do you go to games or do you try to get out and do the whole tailgating experience now? I have not in many a year. Yeah. I haven't been back for homecoming or anything, um, which I really want to. But I just, you know, living on the East Coast now, I just haven't made that yeah. a priority. Yeah. But I you went to games. Yeah, I should. I should. I totally should. I went to all the, you know, as many games as I could when I was um, in school there and at LSU. Mm-hmm. Love it. That's awesome. Yeah. Well, I appreciate you joining us. Yes. Yes. (laughs) Thanks, Amber. Thank you for tuning in to the Head Nod Podcast. Don't forget to subscribe and follow us on the Cube app and at DCP Official Across Social. Family, follow my sis Adele at I am Adele Coleman across all socials. And follow the coolest to ever do it, Anna Deshawn at Anna Deshawn on all socials. Listen wherever you get your podcasts. And if you really dig it, leave a rating and a review. Keep nodding your heads with us. Until next time, this is the Head Nod. <laughs>